No new Hall of Famers for 2021? So many free agent signs. Okay, you better strap in your seatbelt because this is going to be a long and bumpy ride today. Welcome to 52 Weeks of MLB Baseball, the podcast show that covers every week of MLB Baseball through the 2021 year. My name is Ian Young, and thank you for joining along the podcast. Thank you for your support, and just thank you for listening. And if you have not subscribed or followed, go ahead and do that now. Thank you for listening. Okay, what is going on? Man, it's like 2020, just things from 2020 crossed over into 2021, at least for baseball. What is going on? Okay, I mean, really, the Hall of Fame, and that's the main topic, the base topic, the Baseball Hall of Fame is not allowing any players in this year They've already voted, and the guy who's come closest is Kurt Schilling at a 71.1%, while you need 75% to get into the hall, and you're only allowed 10 years on the ballot, and this is Schilling's ninth. And what the heck with Kurt Schilling? He wants off now of the ballot because he says he's done. I mean, I would be too. I mean, what is going on with the voters and just, I mean, man, come on. And what doesn't even help at all either is that the veterans committee did not meet this year so we literally have nobody going into the hall of fame at all the veterans committee is supposed to meet in december they're supposed to vote on a couple of different guys and now we won't have anybody in the hall of fame at all. i don't know what's going on with this it's a whole character check thing and a whole like they have to have good character when they get in dude okay kennesaw mountain land is the first ever commissioner of baseball is in the hall of fame and guess what he was he was a racist he was not gonna let jackie robinson play baseball so why is he in same with ty cobb he was a jerk back in the day i back in the day other players have said that as well yeah he is in the hall of fame why we well good you want good character in the hall of fame okay character is not a hall of fame is not the Hall of Fame is not to be there for good characters. It's to be there for good ball players. All ball players will not have good character then and now. Okay, so what are we supposed to do? You're supposed to be perfect while you're playing baseball? I mean, it just does not make sense. I don't get it at all. I was hoping maybe at least one person would get in. Now, I get it. Now, I do get it for guys like Barry Bonds or Roger Clements. They used their they used steroids to get to their stats. They used steroids to cheat and get to their stats to get better. Well, other guys like Omar Vizquel, I mean, I've, I know there's been investigations of him and domestic violence, but he didn't use domestic violence to get to his stats. That was pure stats. He never used steroids. So I don't get it. I don't know what the Hall of Fame is looking for anymore. We need I don't know what the writers are looking for there anymore. I just, I do not know at all what to expect. But that was, that was the main highlight of this week. We're going to go on from down to the week here, down through the week here. 
Um, Hank Aaron's funeral was this week, so rest in peace to him again. And it's just, oh, it's just been a crazy week of baseball this year. I mean, cr- this week, crazy week. And I'm just glad that I have something to talk about because finally we got some free agent signings. All right, so at the beginning of the week, uh, it probably it happened just after I finished week three last week. Enrique Hernandez signed a two-year deal worth $14 million with the Boston Red Sox. Enrique Hernandez, I kind of like him because he can hit, he can feel, but the be- best thing about it is he's a all-around utility player. He, you can put him in left, you can put him in center, you can put him in right, you can put him in shortstop, second base, wherever you need him, he can play. That's where I like that's what I like about him. The Red Sox signing him, I think it, I think it'd be a pretty beneficial signing for the Red Sox. I think that getting him is could be pretty good. I mean, especially in Fenway. I mean, it's not as big as Dodger Stadium, so maybe he can hit some more homers there. Maybe he can hit better there. Who knows? But he signs with the Red Sox, so big deal there. There. Uh, moving on, also the week, the Reds, the Reds who are supposedly not pinching their pennies. I, I that's another discussion. Okay, the that's another discussion. Okay, that, I'm a I'm a Reds fan, but I'm not gonna talk about it right now. Anyway, the Reds trade catcher Luke Berryhill, who wasn't even on their top thirty prospect list, to the Astros for left-handed pitcher Siono Perez. Now I know the Reds are trying to get better at their bullpen and stuff, but man, getting these guys and trading Marcel Iglesias is not gonna help you get better in the bullpen. Okay, discussion for later though. Anyway, they get Sionel Perez. Sionel Perez has had a career ERA hovering about at four. He's been he's been back and forth through the years. I don't know how good a trade it is for the Reds. I mean, they'd also got Hector Perez from the Blue Jays for cash, and they say one of the pen- pennies. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going off topic again. Anyway, they get Sionel Perez, who can be pretty good at some parts. I don't think he's going to be that star in the bullpen, though. I think he's going to be one of your bullpen, one of your back end kind of the guys where you go when you're up 12 or you go when you're down 12. So they get Silent Perez. The Boston Red Sox make another move and they sign Garrett Richards to a one year deal worth $10 million. Garrett Richards uh, has been up and down the past years. There was glimpse some last year that he could be a pretty good pitcher, but for the Padres, but it just never foiled. Never plant played out. So I think for the Red Sox, they could use him as a relief pitcher, but he could also pretty be pretty be a pretty good starter as well. So uh, and the Red Sox have just been making huge, huge movings uh, over over the past week. So Garrett Richards signs one year deal with ten million with the Red Sox. So that's that's there. It could benefit. I think he's more like a four or five starter, and if he need be, long reliever out of the bullpen. All right, one of the big trades, and Pirates fans, <laughs> I feel horrible for you. I'm sorry. I'm a Reds fan. No, I don't. I just, I just cannot believe that the New York Yankees get Jamison Tyone from the Red Sox in exchange for four prospects. Four prospects. All of them pitchers. Now, go figure on that one. All of them pitchers. 
So they get Jamison Tyone, who's been a pretty good pitcher. He, I don't know if he's really an ace for you. I mean, he can be he can be one of those top guys, really. He can be one of those top guys up there. I just hope it does not turn out like the Tyler Glasnow trade, where Tyler Glasnow was not as good with the Pirates, but then he went to the Rays and he was like super good. So and he was like one of the better pitchers in the league. So I'm hoping it doesn't turn out like that because then Pirates fans. <laughs> Man, you just lost it, and you lost it big. So the Pirates, though, receive some pretty good uh, prospects back. I kind of like this Michael Michael es- Escado. He looks pretty good. His, his he looks pretty good as a pitcher wise. Maybe kind of the bullpen guy, back into the bullpen guy. Cannon Smith. Uh, I don't know how good you would test rate him but he he still needs to play out so if he's like a reliever or a starter at all all right one of the big signings that happened this year was just this past week too brad hand who's been a, an elite closer in the past year past couple of years signs a one-year 10.5 million dollar deal with the washington nationals for me i think washington should have went after Sean Doolittle again. I think Doolittle could still be a national. I think he's a lot better than Brad Hand. Brad Hand, though, is still a pretty good closer. And if you have him on your fantasy team at all, really, you're going to want to, like, keep him. Because he – I had him on my fantasy team last year, and he scored me big points, like a lot of big points in fantasy baseball. So keep him on there. Now, again, Hand is prone to – blow up sometimes uh like he was trying to preserve the tie for the wild card with against the yankees i get that okay he he blew it but he's prone to do that but that's kind of what you're getting in a closer in a closer you're kind of iffy about everybody i remember when rice subglacius would come into reds games when they'd be close and you didn't know what he would do. You Would you get the right cell glacius that would strike out the side? Or would you get the right cell glacius that would give up three homers in a row? That was the question. So, so yeah, Brad Hand goes to the Nationals. I think it might be a, turn out to be a pretty good national, national signing for the Nationals. And then moving on, the Red Sox make another big deal. And, and receive Adam Adovino, Frank Herman. And $8,850,000 from the Yankees in exchange for a player to be named later and cash. Adam Adovino, I get it. I mean, Adam Adovino, I don't know if I'd be up or down with him. When he was with the Rockies, he was lights out, man. Closer, just, yeah, he was lights out. I don't know how I really feel about this. I think that... Adovino could be a pretty good back end of the bullpen kind of guy, maybe a setup guy, but I don't know. His 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 ERA and just the way he's pitched and like the innings pitch, he only like pitched like 16 innings last year. I don't I'm kind of iffy about Adam Adovino. It's just it's very iffy, very. And then the Red Sox get Frank Herman and man, his fastball. Like his fastball is really good, man. I mean, like, it is one of the better fastballs out of the prospects, and he looks like 
to be a closer. Like, he could be that closer in the future. He might not be like a role Chapman kind of hard throwing, but he can be close. He can he can whip the ball. I mean, he can really whip the ball. So Frank Herman, I'm kind of high about him. I think he can be a setup closer kind of guy in the future. I could see him as a closer, and I can see him be one of the most effective closers you may see. And then the Yanks receive player to be named later in cash. I don't know who this player to be named later is. It might be just a prospect or a triple-A guy or maybe even a major league guy that we don't know much about. So, yeah, so that was the Red Sox-Yankees trade. Cesar Hernandez signs back with the Indians. I don't know the details. I don't know how long. I don't know how much. Um, MLB.com never gives me that this week. So he signs with the Cleveland Indians. And he's back, and he's probably going to play second base. And now rumors are arousing that the Reds are talking to the Indians about trading for Ahmed Rosario. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna splurt it out now. The Reds are not are trying to play cheap, and I have no idea why. I mean, they don't need to penny pinch. They have more money than they think they do. I know that they know that they have more money than they think they do because they need to get Didi Gregorius. A, he can, is a defensive shortstop, and B, he can hit. We did not have as much hitting as we did last year. Ahmed Rosario, he's defensively, he cannot hit at all. Only one good season, and that was 2019. He cannot hit. Seriously, he'd probably be a good defender, but it's like Jose Garcia, just five years older. So, I don't know what I'd... I don't know. I think the Reds should get D.D. Gregorius. I hope they do. But, man, I'm just like, come on, guys, really? You spent all this money last year on different free agents, and now you can't pay anything? That's really cheap right there, man. Really cheap. So Cesar Hernandez goes back to the Indians, probably going to be the starting second baseman. Big free agent signing just happened this week. The Philadelphia Phillies signed back their catcher that they used to that they have JT Realmuto to a five-year, $115.5 million contract. Wow, big bucks right there, man. Big bucks. Five years, and I'm just like, I'm crying because I don't want him to be in a Phillies uniform at all. And the Phillies are probably crying because they got to pay Bryce Harper's huge contract, and now they got to pay Realmuto's big contract. They're like, they're still and there's yet they're still pursuing DD Gregorius. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of like oh, okay. But Real Muto been a all been a huge catcher. He's the number one catcher in MLB baseball right now. He can hit. He can cat. He can field. He can do anything you ask out of a catcher. He's kind of like a Johnny Bench, really. And I don't. I would not expect him. I would expect him to hit over maybe 400 home runs in his career he is a very hard hitting catcher he and he is one of the, those catchers now five years you the philly signed to five years so he's going to be around for a while and i i'm just glad for the phillies i don't really like the phillies that much but i'd like to see ramuto and another team uniform but for the phillies that's just good for them getting their star catcher back Andrelton Simmons, one of the shortstops that the Reds are trying to pursue, and he, uh, 
Anyway, signs with a one-year, $10.5 million deal with the Los Angeles Angels. Now, tell me this. Brad Hand is a much better or worthy player, and he goes to Nationals on the same deal that this that Andrelton Simmons goes to the Minnesota Twins. Not Los Angeles Angels. I'm sorry. That's a mistake. I don't know why. I don't get that, man. $10.5 million. I think Simmons is getting a little bit overpaid. I think he's more of like an $8, 7000000 million guy. But he goes to the Minnesota Twins, and could you just think about that, man? Defenders up the middle. You got Simmons. You got Jorge Polanco. You got Byron Buxton. I mean, that's just – that's a recipe for, like, defensive destruction right there, man. Really good defensively up the middle. Andrelton Simmons, he has a gold glove. And he's probably gonna get more in his career. I he just he cannot hit either. I don't know why the Reds are going after him. I mean, they, we need a shortstop who can hit. But anyway, he goes to the Minnesota Twins on a one-year, ten-point-five million-dollar deal. And another big signing again for one of the top free agents, Marcus Simeon signs a one-year. $18 million deal with the Toronto Blue Jays. And for A's fans, I'm sorry. You're losing a lot here. And I am just, I'm really sorry for you guys because I really think that, I I don't know. I think I'm kind of high on Marcus Simeon. I think he can get back to that MVP status. I think he can be a pretty good ba- baseball player again. And in that MVP year, he hit for average, he could field, and he could do anything that you asked him to do. Marcus Simeon, he goes to the Toronto Blue Jays, and the Blue Jays, man, the all the Yankees have done, and I'm sorry about this last last week, the Yankees do sign DJ LeMahieu, but not to a four-year contract. They sign him to a six-year contract. I don't know. I'm confused with that. I, I don't know what what I'm missing there. But Marcus Simeon, though, does go to the Blue Jays. And now the Blue Jays got George Springer. And they've got Kirby Yates. And they've got Marcus Simeon. I think the Blue Jays, all they need is good starting pitching. And they're a force to be reckoned with in the AL. So Marcus Simeon, I think he can come back to the MVP status. I really think he can come back to the MVP status. And I think he can be... A better baseball player, it was just a down year for him last year. So uh, there's glimmers of hope for him to do that. So Simeon goes to the Blue Jays on a one-year, $18 million contract, and the Blue Jays are just getting even better, man. Just getting better as the weeks go on. Remember that Adam Adovino trade I was talking about? Well, the Yanks back that up because they trade Adam Adovino, who was not really that good of a reliever, and sign a pretty good reliever and Darren O'Day. Oh my gosh, Darren O'Day, he's one he's been one of my favorite players I uh, in a while, like forever. Darren O'Day, like when I would play some baseball video games, I would just want him on my team because he was such a effective reliever, submarine player, he submarine pitcher. He can throw the ball good. He had like a, a below two ERA for the Braves last year. This is a plus for the Yanks in their bullpen. I hate that's the Yankees though, but it's a plus for the Yankees in their bullpen. That's pretty good. That's pretty good in my opinion. 
and you're going to want somebody like Darren O'Day, who is a submarine pitcher, who can get a ERA below two in your bullpen. So good signing by the Yanks. I don't know how long. I don't know how much money. I can't get anything out of MLB.com right now. I don't know why. And then another big trade, kind of, I guess. The Blue Jays get left-hand pitcher Stephen Matz from the New York Mets in exchange for Exchange for right-hand pitchers Sean Reed Foley, Yancy Diaz, and Josh Winkowski. Sean Reed Foley, I don't know. I think he can be a starter. He's a bullpen guy, but I think he can be a starter, in my opinion. I I don't know how good this trade is for the Blue Jays. They're giving up a lot for Steven Matz, and... I think they're going to want Steven Matz to be a starter. Steven Matz cannot start, guy, man. I He cannot start. I, he's bullpen guy. I, I don't know what the Blue Jays are thinking, but, man, if they want to get their starting pitching down, this is not the way to do it right here. This is not the way to do it because you're, you're just trading you're just trading three good guys, two prospects, and a guy who can be a back-end starting rotation guy and a bullpen guy to get a guy who is a mediocre starter who probably can't even start anymore. He's better in the bullpen. Steven Matz, I get it. He was, like, really good in his rookie year in 2015. But, man, he has dropped off the table since. Drop. I mean, like, he has fallen flat on his face. And I don't think this is a good trade for the Blue Jays. It's probably going to be good for the Mets. But for the Blue Jays, getting Steven Matz, I don't I don't know. I don't know if you use him as a starter or a bullpen guy. I don't think he's going to help you as a starter at all. So, I don't know. It, that's just the thing the Blue Jays need to fix. I think the Blue Jays are a team that is dangerous, but they need to fix their starting pitching. Other news, Masahiro Tanaka goes back to Japan. He never got much offers from any from any teams, and it wasn't that good of offers at all. So Tanaka goes back to his team in Japan. He's gonna play for them now. Uh, there's a nice uh, like seven years he was with the Yankees, and I think he did pretty well while he was there for the seven years. But you know, sad he goes back to Japan. Same with Tomiyuki Sugano. It. <laughs> I I th- I think that if I think that more teams should have por- pursued after him because he was a better pitcher than anybody thought he was. So Masahiro Tanaka back to Japan. Alex Avila. And this is minor news. Alex Avila signs a one-year deal. I don't know how much it was worth for to the with the Washington Nationals. And the Nationals just lost Kurt Kurt Suzuki. They still have Jan Gomes. So I think it's a pretty good. Resign. I mean, you lose Kurt Suzuki, who couldn't hit, who couldn't feel him, but he's more like that veteran presence guy. And now you get out back Alex Avila, who is a veteran presence guy, but he can hit when needed and he can feel when needed. I, I don't know. I think Alex Avila is more of a hitter than a fielder. He's not that good of a catcher, but I, I think it's a good veteran presence in the clubhouse to have. So Alex, Alex Avila, the Nationals. Cole Stewart uh, used to be a pretty good pitcher, pretty high 
and prospect pitcher for the Minnesota Twins. Signs a one-year deal with 700000 with the Chicago Cubs. Cole Stewart is more of a back-end kind of bullpen guy. He, he could start if you need him. I don't think he can – I don't really trust him starting anymore. But back-end kind of the bullpen guy, that's pretty good to have, especially for the Cubs right now. They kind of need that guy. And getting – the Cubs have done wonders in the bullpen for so many years. I mean, look at Wade Davis. He was a wonder in the bullpen for the Cubs, and then when he went to Colorado, he dropped right off the table. He fell off the face of the mountain. So Cole Stewart, I, he can learn some stuff there for with the Cubs. I don't know how good it is the signing, but just say for the Cubs, probably pretty good. Adam Wainwright. Signs a one-year deal worth $8 million with the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. So, Adam Wainwright, he, po- he posted, he said he signed a one-year deal. It said on the news that he- Adam Wainwright signed a one-year deal with the Blues. Um, uh, Something's not right there. Uh, I get as St. Louis Blues used to be a hockey team, but, man, Adam Wainwright can't play hockey he he signed with the cardinals but i i just thought it was funny that it said sign with the blues that that was hilarious right there man and so he goes to the cardinals i think it's good he's now he's just waiting for yadier molina to come back to the cardinals uh he one year deal again he's probably gonna retire sometime I like the guy. He's been a pretty good pitcher for the past couple of years. So, and he was a pretty good pitcher last year and a very good starting pitcher, even as old age. So, hopefully, Adam Wainwright still has that little bit magic left coming into this next next year. And then Jock Peterson signs a deal with the Cubs. I don't know how long. I don't know how much it's worth. I can't squeeze anything out of MLB.com about that. But anyway, signs a deal with the Chicago Cubs. And I'm just like, man, I'm like crying as a Reds fan. Because I just, I know we have outfield guys already. But I'm like, man, Jock Peterson of the Cubs just hurts. Because that just makes the Cubs even better. And the Cubs are still division contenders. Could you believe that? Still division contenders. And I'm like, man, come on. I The division was finally getting, like, the Reds could actually win the division way, kind of way. And now it's just, like, with the signings by the Cubs and now Adam Wainwright back to the Cardinals. I'm like, unless the Reds can sign a shortstop who can hit infield, we're not, we're not going to get anything out of this. So Jack Peterson signs with the Cubs. I think it's a good sign for the Cubs if, since Kyle Schwarber's gone, and it's an upgrade from Kyle Schwarber, definitely. I think it's a really good upgrade from Kyle Schwarber. So, Jack Peterson of the Cubs. Man, the Hall of Fame, though, I'm just going to go back to this. The Hall of Fame it just is like a joke now, man. The Hall of Fame is just a joke. Like... If you want good character in the Hall of Fame, why not add guys like Gil Hodges or Dave Concepcion? I mean, those guys deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. But no, they don't have the stats. So what? So what's it going to be? Are you going to have good character and good stats? 
I mean, that's just like having to be a perfect baseball player right there. It it really, really stinks that we do not have anybody in the Hall of Fame this year, including from the Veterans Committee. Really, really stinks. I think that's the first time that's happened in a while. And that just really, really, really stinks, man. Really stinks. And I'm just like, if you're just looking at it, the Hall of Fame, they need to change it. They need to change the way the vote, they vote. I, The closest guy was Kurt Schilling, and then it was Barry Bonds and, and, and Roger Clemens. But guys like Scott Rowland or Andrew Jones or Omar Vizquel, Scott Rowland and Andrew Jones, they, their names have never been linked to steroids. And yet they're not getting in the Hall of Fame, and yet they still have really good stats. I think Andrew Jones was close to four, five hundred home runs. So it's just, uh, I don't know how to rate the Hall of Fame at all. But it's just, it's just been bringing down. And I'm, I'm just, I'm glad. I'm still glad we're having a season. And we're still having inductees with Derek Jeter and Larry Walker. But man. We should have some more new new people in the Hall of Fame, really. Thank you for for tuning in to 52 Weeks of MLB Baseball. Next week, we'll cover whatever happens next week. Will the Hall of Fame actually change his mind? Will anything, will any new big signings happen? Will Trevor Bauer sign? Who knows? Please tune in to next week. This You have been listening to 52 Weeks of MLB Baseball. This has been week four. Thank you. For listening and please subscribe.